Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. It's a sports talk radio show, and today we talk 
to a whole bunch of human beings about sports. It is Tutel and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, across the great state. Outstanding to be with you on a Friday afternoon. Thanks for letting us hang out with you, walking you down the aisle into your weekend. Appreciate that very much. Good to be with you. Uh, if you want to call, get in, 361 3688 361-3688. That's the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankish Brothers RV phone line. Again, you can text that phone number as well. If you want to send us a, a textual message, we will take those and uh, talk about them here. You can also listen live anywhere you are on the stream. The stream is available all the time on our website, 1029ESPN.com. You listen live there thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. Let's take a look at the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about the recruiting advantages uh, that exist between Missoula and Bozeman, which advantages fall in which town, and uh, some of them will be both. Maybe some of them will be neither, but we'll go ahead and take a look at that. And then also a conversation maybe a little bit about what could be the best college town in America. I got some thoughts about some places I think are pretty good, uh, but we can uh, get into that a little bit. Half an hour from now, bottom of the hour, 4.30, Kenneth Iden IV going to join us. He is headed to Montana State University to play football out of Bozeman High. Uh, again, an unbelievable uh, season this past season, 41 tackles for loss on on his way uh, to a state championship with the Bozeman Hawks. So we'll talk with Kenneth Iden at 4.30 at 5 o'clock. Kane Ione, the defensive coordinator at Montana State, joining us to uh, talk about what in the world it is that he's up to these days, which is sort of not a lot and sort of a whole lot all at the same time. So we'll talk with him. And also, it is Friday. So yes, our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, is going to be here as well. We might also mix some NBA in there as a the playoffs continue. Uh, the Toronto Raptors won today. They're up three games to none, just like I promised and uh, predicted in that series. So there you go. That is what we have in the show today. Hi, Coulter. Nice to see you. What's up, guys? Uh, let's start, Colton. We've been doing our, our uh, Book of the Day Club here off the top of the show. What do you got for us here? This is from our sports library, for those who have not been uh, paying attention. This yes. book is called The Silent Season of a Hero, The Sports Writing of Gay Talese. It's probably, uh, for a little, some of our um, older listeners, probably uh, recognize Rings the name bell, Gay yeah. Talese a little bit more. But Gay Talese is considered the godfather of new journalism. And what I mean by new journalism is the art of hanging out, as he would call it, the art of being observational to a subject and writing a feature about said subject. Gay Talese's most famous story is probably Frank Sinatra has a cold. And it's this uh, rollicking piece about three months of Frank Sinatra's life when he had a cold and what that was like to be Frank Sinatra in the early 1950s, to be that big of a star and also then to make all of your money and reputation off of performing and having to be, you know, the persona of Frank Sinatra at all times. And what's it, what's it like for Frank Sinatra mm. when he's tired and, and when he has a cold and it's weird. The Silent Season of a Hero is probably um, Gay Talese's second most famous story. It's all about Joe DiMaggio. Mm. It's all about Joe DiMaggio the year after Marilyn Monroe died and uh, what he was going through at that moment. You know, losing the love of his life and still trying to perform as you know one of the most iconic athletes in the in America and quite frankly in the world at that moment. Uh, but Gay Talese, huge influence on most journalists. Anybody that's loved and read long form profiles on either Sports Illustrated or the Athletic, Gay Talese is the guy who basically created mm. that style of journalism. I was on the Montana Journalism Review, which is a 
the longest standing journalism review in the country. Journalism reviews are basically once or twice a year periodicals that review the journalism industry. Harvard has a journalism review. Missouri has a journalism review. Northwestern, Montana, those are probably the most prominent and famous. But the University of Montana students put it out every single year, and I was lucky enough to be on the 50th anniversary. And so we did an analysis between then and now, the first journalism review at the University of Montana and the 50th. Just on a whim, Dylan Tabish, a former colleague of mine and myself, tracked down Gay Talese's number, house line, landline, and called him. And he answered. We had nothing to say. We had we, we were like, it was like the Chris Farley, Paul McCartney interview, right? Do you remember when you were in the Beatles? Do you remember how cool that was? We were like, uh. But we, no, we came around and it turned into a great interview. But uh, today's book, The Silent Season of a Hero, the sports writings of Gay Talese. He did not write much, many sports, but he did write some. And the, the profiles that he wrote that are in this book, mm. phenomenal. Great, great, great read. Um, so McCartney is one of the Beatles? That's right. Okay. Him and Steve Lennon. Steve, Stephen Lennon, dude, one of my faves. Uh, all right, cool. I'm I like, tell you on, I like I'll that. tell you my new Beatles joke on the break. Okay, good. Because yeah. it has to do with you. I, I, I couldn't be more excited. I, I'm thinking about going to commercial right now, just so I can, just so I can hear this. Uh, all right, Coulter. Uh, we were talking today. Uh, we got a lot of guests here today, so we're excited to to, to speak to the folks we get to speak to. We said, okay, what's going on? You know, because. The, uh, uh, you know, Montana, Montana State, Missoula, Bozeman, uh, you know, have this longstanding rivalry. And we've been doing this Grizz Greats podcast. And we're really excited to, to release this uh, starting next week, the uh, silver anniversary of the 1995 Montana National Championship team. Uh, and we've been talking to players, coaches, uh, various other members of the medium, administrative folks associated with that team. And it's interesting because it's certainly about that season, but it's also broadly, you know, it's brought up a lot of history of the University of Montana in general uh, and and the the arc of the football program over the decades going, I mean, going even as far back into the 50s and 60s in some cases, some of the conversations that we've had. And it's always an interesting analysis to take a look at where the city of Missoula and the University of Montana are and from our seats doing the sports side of this where they are in terms of their athletic programs and the recruiting uh, of of you know student athletes to come play their respective sports at the at the two institutions and and see where the gamut is sometimes over over the course of the years it's been clear cut that the University of Montana Missoula have been out in front of you know check when it comes to checking boxes of what you know what, what are what are kids looking for who's got the momentum what's the most exciting place to be that's been Missoula and the University of Montana other times in the history it's been clear cut that it's been Bozeman and Montana State a lot of times it's been a little tough to tell that there's been a lot to like about both places and a, and a lot of different things going on and I think now is a pretty unique time because the two cities have grown tremendously in terms of their populations in the last couple of years uh now whether that's a good or a bad thing for people who are residents of these towns and have been you know i understand you okay the traffic thing okay that's fine but in terms of these are two places that are very desirable to be the state of montana in general very desirable to be that's a good thing right that is a good thing and the two schools you know have have uh obviously had great things about them and offer good things, but also very different things. Yep. And so 
we thought maybe it would be fun to say, well, right now, where are we at in the in the summer of 2020, such as it is, in a you know in a, in a comparative thing, and obviously this is a matter of total opinion. Sure. And the reason you and I are doing it is because we don't trust anybody listening right now <laughs> to be able to do this well, to do this objectively. <laughs> I saw a funny bumper sticker the other day when, when you and I were driving around. It said, uh, "The best part about Missoula, Mon- or the best part about Missoula?" Question mark. It's only ten minutes from the state of Montana. Right. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny, and you can actually say the same thing about Bozeman too, because Bozeman and Missoula are both so distinctly Montana in some ways, and also so completely anomalous compared to the rest of the state in other ways. Totally. So let's get into it. I have ten categories what? here. For okay, us. but let's get into it right after we take a quick break and oh, have right. ourselves a little bit of refreshment. Thanks to the Florence Coffee Company. It is our Florence Coffee Company coffee break. I got now. You have gone completely off the rails, Coulter. Well, I I had a uh, my normal triple shot americano this morning, and then mm-hmm. I you know I didn't want to double down. You you have a way more iron stomach than me. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's than you. I think it's than anyone than most. It's actually everybody a, talks about the gluten thing and the I don't know the car. It's actually weird. It's actually me. weird when I think about it because it's obviously genetic because like three of the great iron stomachs that I know are you, your father and your brother. <laughs> and my son ain't far behind. Oh, man. I mean, Kai's just going to have, I don't know. He's going to have multiple stomachs by the yeah. time he's our age. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but anyway, an iced green tea yep, for Coulter me. this afternoon. Refreshing, still very hot out. I have gone with the power shot. Now, the power shot, if you don't know, this is, we're not messing around with anything other than what we came here for, okay? It's straight, straight espresso over ice, and it is very tasty. They even throw a little bit of whipped cream on top of that deal for you. They put it, and I like this, in the paper cup because it's more insulated, you know, so it holds it in there better, uh, but a very tasty deal. You can still get a little sweet in the cream with the, you know, with the whipped cream, but you just do a power shot straight over ice, and it's just exactly what you need on a hot day to get yourself going. Look, it's Friday. Tomorrow's the weekend. Start your weekend off right. Go to the Florence Coffee Company. You're near a kiosk right now. You get something to drink and uh, share Florence Coffee Company coffee break with Coulter and me right now. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. On that note, a number one category I have, the first, I should say the number one, not the most important, but the first category the top, I, have, yeah. I have listed for our, de- our debate between recruiting advantages. We're talking yes. about things that give the schools institutional advantages as well as things that make up the dynamic and fabric of the town. And, and by the way, this is not which town is better. This is not what school is better. This is about if you're recruiting student athletes to come play for your school and presumably they have multiple offers or same offers from both Montana and Montana State, what are the things that are the draw for each one and where would that stack up if you were a 17 or 18-year-old or even, you know, a middle-aged person, okay? So, all right, go ahead. What do you got? So, number one is is amenities, speaking of, like, coffee, like things that you'd get in the town that then filter into you know, the student life, but also the culture and the discourse mm-hmm. that maybe goes on in the town and all that. So think of that element of it. I think in that 
in that category, it's Missoula. It's the University of Montana. Uh, the the coffee culture, as such, there is one in Missoula. It is significant and it is wonderful and it is uh, it is clear cut. No question. Okay. Uh, okay. So then let's talk just from like a strictly only athletes can use this. There's a couple different categories here. Number one, facilities. I think that with the erection of the Champion Center, it's going to be hard to compete with Montana in terms of facilities anywhere in the entire Northwestern United States. It's not going to be hard. It's it's not it's happening. going to be impossible. Exactly. Yes. So you know, Montana State had don't want to say the upper hand in the facilities arms race, but they had upward momentum because Montana hadn't done anything besides just like a few little expansions to Washington Grizzly Stadium over the last you know eighteen to twenty years. Whereas Montana State, while Bobcat Stadium still isn't quite what Washington Grizzly Stadium is. They put in the seventy-two hundred seat end zone, the Sunny Holland end zone. You know they've done. They got the new scoreboard. Uh, they just broke. They got a uh, new weight room, or they re- renovated their weight room recently. They're going to undergo another renovation here pretty soon. Uh, Schroyer Gym, because of the roof collapsing, that's going to be under renovation. Uh, you got the new indoor track. I mean, they got that that crazy two million dollar track inside. So they they had made progress in catching Montana in the arms race, and then Montana drops the Champion Center and widens the gap with Montana State and everybody. So I think you you and I both agree facilities is University of Montana. When it, if it's facilities. If it's athlete facilities at the institution, it's Montana by a long, long way. And now we know. I'm excited to see what Montana State does with the with the expansion they're doing to the football stadium. A lot of that is office space. Mm-hmm. I know some of that is going to be student athlete space too. Well, there's also the wing with the Bozeman Health Center, right? As well. So I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm interested to see how much of it is administrative, how much of it is for the student athletes. The Champion Center is. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I assume there are some offices and that kind of thing in there, but it is a student center. Period. That's what is there yeah, for the yeah. kids, there for the athletes. So that's a big, big deal. Uh, when it comes though to another very important item in the life of any athlete, and uh, well, me, food. Sure, the food zoo is fine. It's good here in Missoula. Yep. yep. But the the brand new cafeteria they got at Montana State, which I have not had yet the chance to uh, sample, which I'm looking forward to. My understanding is, uh, well, there's a lot of community members that are going. This is where I'm eating for three, four days a week because this is this is as good as it gets. So you go in there, swipe your card, and now all of a sudden you got prime time food situation in front of you. That's pretty slick. Well, it's not just one; it's multiple too. I mean, right, you got rendezvous. You got Miller. I mean, th- those are both. I mean, really good. Like, I mean, like you mentioned, when when we're over there covering fall camp in Bozeman, we go hit the dining hall for lunch because you have all sorts of different options. You got the salad bar, the burger bar, the you know the Mongolian grill type place. Mm-hmm. They you got everything. You got every everything you ever wanted, and it's it's not just cafeteria style either. It's like good food. Yeah, it's it's, it's impressive and to order. So you know, as far as so that was one of the categories was on campus life. Mm-hmm. I think Montana State wins because of the progress they've made just as an institution. The dorms are newer and nicer, a lot more of them that are newer and nicer. The dining halls and all, all, all those sorts of things. I mean, it's just it's a growing campus, whereas Montana has not been for the last 10 years. So I agree. I think Montana State gets the advantage in on-campus life. Yeah. Okay. What do you got next? So one thing that sort of stems off of the facilities, and, and this is one where it's a little bit tenuous to debate it because you really don't know unless you're on the ground floor with a lot of it. But I think there's a certain uh, health and training element of college athletics. And I'm not here to analyze who has better trainers or who has better physical therapists. I think that both schools have great 
trainers and physical therapists because people that are involved in medicine want to live in both towns. It, they're prestigious jobs. You know, it seems as if the surgeons and everybody, I'm not here to debate all that. So we'll say that's a draw. But I think the one thing that Montana State has prioritized that Montana hasn't quite yet is having a registered dietitian on staff, having mm-hmm. a registered sports psychologist on staff. They have these resources for the holistic nature of the students. Everybody's going to have athletic trainers. Everybody's going to have physical therapists. If you get hurt, everybody's going to have a team surgeon, a team doctor. That's, you know, that's kind of a draw across all of college football and college athletics. But the little extra things that Jeff Choate specifically, but then Montana State as a whole has chosen to invest in. I mean, I think that we were talking when we had Brittany Patera, the nutritionist and dietitian from Montana State on the show. Why doesn't everybody do this? It seems like it would be a great thing for everybody, not that expensive of a position to hire for either. You know, I know that Montana has gained a little ground because they have a fueling station now at the Champion Center, so you can just get your snacks, you know, banana, peanut butter sandwich, protein shake. But I think Montana State's been sort of out in front, the leader in that element. All right. What else you got? Okay, so then academics. I think it's I think on the baseline, it's easy right now to say Montana State, slam dunk. It's one of the premier engineering schools and one of the premier land-grant schools in the country. And I think by and large for undergraduate degrees, Montana State is far and away ahead of Montana. That said, University of Montana still has really good graduate programs where Montana State really just doesn't have a lot of graduate programs. The UM Law School is still premier. The NBA program at the business school is very, very good. Getting an undergrad in in journalism is basically akin to getting a master's anywhere else in the country. So then getting a master's in journalism is about as high a level of training as you can get. You know, pharmacy, really good at University of Montana as well. So, I mean, there is still some programs that are pretty darn good uh, that you don't want to gloss over. But still, I think that we'd probably agree that Montana State has a little bit of an academic advantage. I, I don't think I'm going to – I'm not really prepared to say that. Yeah. And the reason is, is they're completely different. I mean, totally. you, you have – Montana State is largely a STEM institution. I mean, I, I, any, any liberal arts college that you go to is going to have – you know, a, a, a broad diversity of of things that you can study and so on and so forth. But I mean, to cut it to cut it in the kind of the mo- most broad terms, you have the science, the hard sciences, by and large, at Montana State. Though there's plenty, especially in the medicine world, like the 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 scientific like lab sort of medicine at the University of Montana. But then you have the humanities at the University of Montana, broadly. And, and unfortunately, those are being deprioritized in our culture. But that's so sad to me because. Anybody that you would ever say that person is so smart, chances are it's because they took some sort of humanities or liberal arts studies that taught them how to critically think and speak. Yeah, and I I just think I understand, you know, there's been a huge push for for a lot of different reasons, and many of them good reasons towards, you know, hard sciences, engineering, you know, architecture, whatever it might be. And that's, that's great. And obviously there's a lot more students at Montana State right now, but... There's there's a lot of reasons that's the case, but I don't think that that means too very much about the quality of education. No question, Montana State's got a, a very high quality of education. I also think the University of Montana has a very high quality of education as well, but broadly over different subject matter and often over subject matter that is not often considered to have as much import i guess you could say in in you know you know having a hard skill that you graduate like if you want to be an engineer you need to go to engineering school totally 
if you want to, if you go to creative writing school, you can be all sorts of things. Well, you can be all sorts of things, but also, and you could be a creative writer, and certainly maybe you know go go along like the like the you know, I'm going to be an author path. But also, it's not like. It's not like all of a sudden there's a creative writing firm and you're going to go work for this group that's just putting out literature. You know what I mean? It's a far more sort of, you know, ambiguous sort of pathway once you graduate into what it is professionally to make, you know, to make money, to make, uh, uh, you know, means after that. So I don't know. I think I, I think it's more. And I think this is a big part of this. It's more about the kid and the students. It is. And it's also more about also just putting aside. We're so obsessed with money and greed right now in America. And it, it like if you put that aside, though, your journalism or forestry degree that you get at the University of Montana is more prestigious than any other degree that you could receive in the state of Montana anywhere besides maybe chemical engineering at Montana Tech and you know, maybe constructional engineering at Montana State. But other than that, I mean, there's Montana State's engineering school is great. Top 30 in the world. Yeah. But it's not perennially ranked in the top four or five like the UMJ school or perennially numero uno like the forest. I mean, the forestry school, the University of Montana is the greatest forestry school in the country, right? right. Yeah. I mean, I, at one point, at least it was. I don't know what the funding is like yeah. right now, but I mean, at one point it was in a, a phenomenal forestry. Program. All I need to know is the Forester's ball. Everything else goes to second place hey, after that, you know? No doubt. Okay. So let's call it a draw for that element. Okay. Moving on. I'm going to let you do this one because I, I really don't have a definitive answer. Okay. Out, outdoors. The outdoors is a draw for both school, for both Montana yeah. college towns. You know, Bozeman is just ridiculous, but so is Missoula. I mean, the yeah. Bozeman, the rivers are all, all on the outside of the town, but still in the valley, whereas Missoula River runs through it. So, see that when you talk about the rivers, the river situation for the university students as a matter of of recreation of the college sort is undeniable. Oh, I mean, when we were in college, you go to the river bowl, you plop in the river, you float to downtown, you go get out downtown, you go to the bowl. When I'm in college, when I'm seven. <laughs> No doubt. Yeah, no, that's that's. But it's different, certainly, than getting your raft and going fly fishing, like you would probably, and you certainly can do that in Missoula too, sure. down the bitter, whatever it might be, the Blackfoot. But it, that that is what you do. I don't know how many inner tubes are floating down rivers in and around Bozeman. I'm sure there are, but I I, I just it's not going to be the same sort of culture. It's. It's it's a ten out of ten. If you've been at the University of Iowa and you get dropped in Missoula or Bozeman, you go. Well, I don't know why I was wasting my time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I right, think, yeah, it is. I mean, I think Bozeman has a slight edge when it comes to skiing, just because the, just they just a little bit. The two yeah. resorts and it's a, just a little bit better. Although it's, we, I mean, it's higher and it's better snow. It's higher, it's better snow. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. is. But then you know the fishing is probably a, a draw. The one thing I've noticed is in Missoula, there are some accessible hikes in town, but a lot of the great hikes you have to drive a little bit, whereas Bozeman, the hikes are more accessible in town, but then the rivers you have to drive a little bit. So it's kind of a wash in that element as well. And I mean, hunting, I don't know. It's, I don't know. We're, we're calling that one a draw as well. Yeah, I, I think it's a draw. Okay, how about the upward momentum of, of the the whole entity? So both with combining the town with the campus with the athletic department, I think Montana State is undeniably winning that battle at this exact moment. Yeah, although I think not by as much as they were even six months ago. Well, Missoula as a town is is certainly making a comeback. Part of that has been, first of all, an evolution of the industries that they're prioritizing. This was a mill town for a really long time, and now it's not. It's a. It's becoming it's more, a, more tech. Of, it's more of an urban, more, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also, part of the reason Missoula has been making a comeback is because it's not pinned itself to the university as hard. 
Yeah, I think it's Montana State has more university momentum. It's a debate between the athletic department momentum and a debate between the town momentum. Yeah, and I, I don't think comeback is the way to even say it because I don't think that like these are not at any point two cities that were languishing at all. But I think that that you know through the process of discovery slash visitation that like you know you talk about the number of people moving into the state in general and those two towns in particular uh it's 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 big time and you can feel the energy in both places if you've been you know if you kind of have have your you know have been around for a little bit you can you can feel that that uh that buzz to some extent so another draw okay well, I'm talking about the town now. If you're talking about, I mean, if you talk about Bozeman has had longer sustained growth, yeah. school city, yeah, over the last three to five years than has Missoula. Yep. Okay, so I, I that that is true, but I just don't think I, I think that it's it's uh, I think both places and they're not going in opposite directions. Pull like that, they're both going up. Okay, nightlife bars, Missoula. Missoula. Food. We're debating this in the college. We are. But I think for college kids, it's a draw. For overall food, it's Bozeman. See, now, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and argue with you. You lived in Bozeman for six years. You go back. You still you know have your place there and go back. So I trust you on this. I'm just going to say this. I've been, I've been to half a dozen different restaurants around Bozeman, some of the newer variety, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the kind of older ones. I always talk about... The roost, my, you know. <laughs> we got to get them on the show. Uh, and I they love get it. more free love, from love, than anybody. Love it. Okay. Love it. But maybe, you know, it's probably just because I've had a hundred times more meals at a hundred more restaurants in Missoula. But I think the food in Missoula for, by, by Montana standards is unbelievably diverse. And I think you get some some really good spots. I do think you were talking to me today. You're like, all the food in Missoula, sometimes it's not, it doesn't distinguish itself in certain ways. Like it's all... Mm-hmm. It's all pretty good. It's all pretty good. But I think I, I got some spots around here that I, you there's know. some good spots. There's just some. I'm, I'm into. And I, I don't know, man. Like, there's some really elite chefs that have moved to Bozeman. They have some pretty fancy restaurants. It's not Montana at all. It's right. not my style in terms of, I mean, I See, I, that, I just, I th- you and I both love to cook. I just think it's, it's ridiculous to go spend, if you're going to go to a really nice restaurant like that, but then you're going to spend a hundred bucks a person. It's like, man, I could make so many good meals at my house for that much money. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I would love to be the person who's going to be able to critique the 60 to 80 dollar dish. Right. But I won't I won't be able to do that at this point in my life. And so I'm critiquing the 10 to 12 dollar dish and uh a lot of it is style, okay? Look, I mean the 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 I don't do great with Yeah. with I get it, man. The 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 new like I supposed it, to be super nice and I, cool I, I, and I whatever. It. You it just want doesn't... your burger off the sixty-five-year-old grill at the Mo Club. You don't care if it has flowers and fried onions and barbecue. In fact, sauce I do care it. if it has it. I don't want that. <laughs> just give. Just let me sit in a place and drink a beer and and be basically in the dark and left alone. And then all of a sudden, this juicy, beautiful thing appears. Man. And then and then it's that I don't need. Yeah, I don't need a bouquet with this thing. So I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give Missoula the dot here only because. If we're analyzing this from a recruiting college standpoint, that's where we're at. Missoula is better for college kids because 
there is so many fast casual type options. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, there's how many burrito places are in Missoula? Right. Eight. There's right. one in Bozeman. Yeah. So like yeah. that sort of thing where it's just grab yeah. and go, I'm a football player. What do I want? I want Taco Del Sol. Bam. Right. There it is. Yeah. Six yeah. bucks. That's yeah. it. Okay, so we'll give the nod there. Well, we can we can call it a draw. I mean, it's it it depends on what you're into. Okay, I get okay. That. Should we go down this road? What coeds? No. Okay. <laughs> it is a huge factor, but uh, we'll leave it alone. Uh, you're right. It's like Jalen Rose says: don't get yourself fired. Number one piece of advice. Okay, two more. Okay. Number one, school spirit. And this is one that disheartens me a great deal because I think one of the great parts of the University of Montana when I was in school here between 2006 and 2009 was the school spirit. Mm-hmm. The school spirit was unbelievable. Campus was a buzz whenever there was a home basketball or football game, Lady Grizz or Men Grizz basketball game or football game. You go to the game tonight, what's going on? There was so much discourse between the students. Nick Puckett, who worked at the Montana Kaiman for a little while, he also helped out with me freelancing at Skyline Sports for a brief time when he was a student. Him and Andrew Houghton, who also freelanced for me at Skyline Sports for a little while, when they were students, they did this interesting podcast slash uh, essay series that we printed on all the the platforms, basically just doing random man in the street type polls or questions amongst the student body. They were only able, I think that they just stopped a hundred people on campus throughout the span of a week or so and asked them, you know, some just basic questions. When's the Grizz next game? What's, what's Montana's record? What, you know, yeah. give me the best player on the Grizz. Yeah. And it was like a 3% return rate that any of the students knew anything about it. Mm. And that, to me, makes me incredibly sad because that's one of the number one things that is so fun about going to school here is the the passion for athletics. Uh, when it comes to school spirit, I did not attend either school. Uh, and so the only thing I know to judge this on is is going to sporting events. It's yeah, like, right. in fact, being there when they're going on. I realized the University of Montana, in terms of that element of it, has had high water marks where they were yep. selling out Dahlberg and they were selling yep. out Washington yep. Grizzly and they still sell Washington Grizzly broadly, but they're the student attendance and you know noise level is still very high, but maybe not the fervor that it once was. But nonetheless, the the game day experience of football and men's basketball is better at the University of Montana than it is at Bozeman at this point. Part of it is that there's there's just more people there total is. at the games. Now, does so that mean students? Not spirit? Students, okay, though. and and that's fine. that's the thing. I mean, and I it pains me to say it, but if you're just being objective, the student section at both in football for sure at mm-hmm. Montana State and arguably basketball yeah. is better at, at Montana State. Okay. It is the kids are more engaged with the athletes. They're, okay, I mean. Part of the the great student section at Montana is the football team. I trust you on this. Okay, so we're gonna give Bozeman the check mark. Okay, there. And the last one is just leadership. Leadership from the top down. We both really like Seth Bodner. Yeah. Um, but I think it's undeniable. I think that the greatest leader in the state of Montana, period, is Rod Ed Cruzado. Well, and she, I mean, she's got obviously a much longer uh, resume at her current job to no pull question. from and to see what she's done. So, no question, I mean, but sure. it, when I graduated in 2009 and you would have asked me if, if what is what Montana State is right now, you would have described that entire breadth of success. I would have said there's no chance that could happen in 10 years. No chance, no chance. <laughs> and 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 she has done it full force. I mean, yeah. the mo- upward momentum of that university is, is almost second to none in the entire Western United States. So we'll give Bozeman the check. On the other side, Kenneth Iden. New Montana State commit. We'll ask him if any of these factors played mm. into it, and we'll also give you the total docket of our debate oh, between recruiting score. advantages uh, at each of the two Montana schools. Very good. Hey, it's August, summertime. It's time to get your windows clean. Go to Spectrum Window Cleaning. 
Here's why. They're great at what they do. In fact, if you Google window cleaning in Missoula, you'll come up with Spectrum having 10 times more five-star reviews than anybody else. But also is because of their commitment to community. So for the month of August, they're donating 10% of the proceeds for all the work they do on your house, on your windows, to Watson's Children's Shelter. Why? Well, that's because they're awesome and they help kids in crisis every day. Spectrum Window Cleaning wants to get behind that and help do you. Have your windows and carpets cleaned. Maybe you could get your gutters done as well. They do those as well during the month of August. Again, 10% straight to help the kids through Watson's Children's Shelter. Search Spectrum Window Cleaning and call or hit the website and you get a fast, free estimate. Okay, it's very, very easy. Again, Watson Children's Shelter, 10% from the month of August from Spectrum Window Cleaning going to them. They've raised $4,000 already this month so far for Watson's. Their goal is 8000 so help them get there. Go online or call Spectrum Window Cleaning. Get your windows and gutters done today. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Just gone final in the bubble. The Utah Jazz have blown the doors off the Denver Nuggets after losing their first game. They've won the last two resoundingly. This one by 37. 124-87? We always forget this, though. In the playoffs, a lot of times, when it gets out a a big lead, a lot of times teams just shut it down when it's a seven-game series. The seven-game series that was in the finals between the Cavs and the Warriors, I think the one that the Cavs won, the first six games were all 20 points or better. Right. So even though it was three games to three, none of the games were actually that interesting until the, the, the seventh game. All right. Uh, hey, excited now to go to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in young man who's going into his senior year at Bozeman High School, committed uh, earlier on a little while ago to, the uni- uh, to Montana State University to uh, play on his hometown college football team a year from now. He's also a state champion. Thank you very much. Kenneth Iden joining the show. Hi, Kenneth. How are you? Thanks for being with us. 
I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you, man. A day late, so that's on us, but we're happy to get you in here and talk to you about what's going on. Let's start with uh, this last season, going back to a year ago. Uh, you and, and the Bozeman Hawks uh, playing in a state championship game at Butte High School. Coulter and I were there on the sidelines for that game. What a great atmosphere. What a great game it was, and man... A dominant performance by you and, and and the rest of your teammates there. Take us back to that game and what it was like to to play in in that great stadium under the lights in a, in a state championship game and come out on top. It was crazy. I mean, it was it was a surreal experience, you know, coming out there and it's just so loud you can't even hear yourself think. And um, the tradition there too, and all the history and view with their sports teams and all that, and um, it was. I, it's indescribable, you know, like you're running out on the field and there's just, there's so many 10,000 people screaming and you, you're running on the, you make a tackle and half the stadium goes crazy and it's just every play is like so important and there's so much riding on it and it was just like, it was just a real experience, I'll never forget it, so. You yourself had a dominant performance. By the way, Coulter Duanas here, Kenneth. Thanks so much for jumping on with us, and thanks for the correspondence. Thanks for texting me back. It's great having you on the show. But you were all over the place in that game. I actually was. I had the pleasure of calling you guys a semifinal game on the radio, too, uh, in Missoula against Sentinel. And I thought you had a great game that afternoon or that evening as well. But I think in the state championship game, two and a half, three sacks, seven tackles for loss. You're all over the field and doing it against the Gatorade Player of the Year and Tommy Malott, one of the most elusive and athletic players to play quarterback in Montana in quite some time. What was going through your mind during that game? I mean, you guys came into that game kind of as an underdog, but it didn't seem like you were playing like underdogs whatsoever. Yeah, um, you know, we knew that Butte had been playing well all year long, and we knew that Tommy was a once once in every 10 years type of talent coming out or playing quarterback. And, um, you know, we knew that they had a bunch of weapons, but, um, we knew that if we could, if we could try and contain, you can't stop him, but try and contain Tommy that, you know, it might give us a pretty good chance. And, um, you know, we have, we got some pretty good coaches over in Bozeman and, um, yeah, I guess everything just kind of fell into place for us that night. And yeah, but, uh, no, he's a generational talent, and our kind of mindset was just, you know, stay calm and focus on our game and don't let us get, you know, too out of ourselves. And um, it's just, I mean, it's the state championship, but we got to remember that it's still the same game. It's just football that we've been playing for years. So that was kind of our mindset going in. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. So All the double-A towns have – multiple high schools so the city championship is the number one goal for almost every double a high school i know that's changing rapidly with bozeman you know now with belgrade joining double a and now gallatin high school opening up as well but i think some people in the state of montana don't really know that bozeman and butte that's a fierce rivalry it's usually the last game of the year rivalry game and no matter when it is on the schedule it's always you know a heated battle so going to naranchi and beating a team that you guys kind of consider your rivals does that make it a little bit extra sweet yeah, we were super excited about it. Um, you know, we we have a little trophy that goes back and forth between the two schools that we've been doing for a couple of years now. And um, yeah, no, it's always it's always a great game when you get to play Butte, and um, they always come out fighting, and we always come out fighting. And uh, it was definitely sweeter to get to do it in the Ranchi uh, and beating against our rivals. So that was pretty fun. Kenneth Iden joining us, Bozeman. 
high uh, product who's uh, headed into his senior season will play college football in Montana State. And Kenneth, I know you're great t- on both sides of the ball. 14 touchdowns, I think, is a tight end this past season, but obviously making your mark big time defensively. All the sacks, 41 TFLs getting after the quarterback. Your rival, their quarterback, Tommy Malott, is also going to Montana State. So what's going to happen when you get to Montana State? Are you going to have to bury the hatchet? you have to take him out to dinner? Like, what's going to go on here? Are you guys going to be able to get along? Are we going to arm wrestle on this, or what's up? I don't know yet. We'll have to find out. But, um, you know, he's a nice guy. I've talked to him a couple times before, and, um, you know, we're we're all going to be on the same team in the end. And, uh you know, I'm I'm excited to get to play with him, and so he's on my side of the ball this time because it's kind of a pain to try and uh, try and contain him. So um, I think it'll be good. I'll probably take him fishing or something, and we'll we'll figure it out. It might be a little might be a little rough for the first couple of days, but I think we'll be all right. I love it. Well, tell us about a little bit about your recruitment. First of all, from that angle, I mean, Montana State and Montana. Now with Bobby Houck back in the fold, Montana, really a high priority on recruiting in-state kids again, too. But Jeff Choate's done such a good job of recruiting guys from across the state of Montana. And I know you're a guy that uh, follows that kind of stuff. So uh, this last recruiting season, I think there's I mean, there was that one week where I think there was four or five guys from the state of Montana in one week that committed to the Cats. And now with your commitment, I think that's eight guys from in the state. And then last year you had the great Montana Class 2 headlined by Tom. Him a lot. So, I mean, is that a factor when you're thinking about where you want to go to school is, is playing alongside fellow Montanans and guys maybe you had experience with playing with and against in high school? Yeah, I mean, it definitely played a role for sure. You know, looking at colleges and kind of just seeing like where are the other kind of top guys going in the state and where are the other guys kind of seeing they fit best. And, um, uh, you know, both schools were great. Uh, the coaches over at U of M were awesome. Coach Sachs is a super cool guy. Um, and, you know, I just I just felt like MSU was a better fit for me. But, um, you know, honest, and with, with a bunch of the guys from around the state committing to it definitely played a role, knowing that um, other guys in the state are believing in it, in what Montana State's trying to build and trying to accomplish. So, um, yeah, that, it was a big – it was – it wasn't the main thing, but it was definitely a factor for sure. Seeing some of the other guys like Neil Daly, Paul Brott, those type of guys uh, committing to the Cats. So, Kenneth, it's going to be such an interesting year this year, right, for your senior season. We have, obviously, the hope and the expectation at this point that you're still going to have a season, and that looks great, and, and we're pumped up about that. Starting a couple weeks later than it originally would have, and you're going to stay you know, in your conference throughout the course of the season. But also, as Coulter alluded to, the, the addition now of a second AA high school that's going to be you know, getting off the ground in Bozeman, and then the introduction, of course, of Belgrade as well. So essentially three AA schools there in the span of two years. Uh, what do you expect this season to be like, and what are your goals for both for a play, from a player and a team standpoint going into this 2020 season? Um, you know, I think it'll be interesting trying to see how uh, Gallatin fits into everything and uh, trying to where this island. I mean, I feel like a lot of us don't really know, like, who's going to, you know, have a solid team or not next year. And I think that it's just going to be really competitive. I think all the schools – have a pretty good shot, um, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, for me personally, goal-wise going in the season, I'm just trying to, um, you know, put put the same type of numbers I've been putting up and, 
you know, I think we're just going to try and go as far as we can for as long as we can. And uh, I think we got a pretty good squad over in Bozeman. We're returning, I think it was 30, I think we have 30 seniors this year on our team. So, um, you know, it's going to be super fun. We're playing with, I've been playing with a bunch of these guys since I was five years old. So it'll be super cool. And um, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're super excited. We're just going to take it one game at a time and, you know, we're just excited we get to play because, I mean, as everyone knows, I mean, we're not, we're one of a couple states that actually gets the opportunity to. So, um, and yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just cherishing every moment of it and hopefully it all works out. And yeah, we're not, we're not trying to look too far in the future just because, you know, it's so unsure. So we're just, we're just taking it one day at a time and trying to get better. So. Okay, I lived in Bozeman for full time for six years. I still keep a place there and spend a lot of time in the fall and the winter there covering Montana State Athletics as well. And uh, I worked at the Ridge Athletic Club for a time, and you definitely probably don't remember this, but I remember when you were coming in there uh, when you were uh, probably seventh, eighth grade up, up into high school. I remember watching, you know, your dad put you through workouts, and it seems like you've been working towards this goal for a really, really long time. So, I mean, how much of that played into the opportunities you've created for yourself? I mean, having a dad like your dad did who played you know, at Montana State and, and sort of knew the blueprint to, to – make it to the college level. How much of that played into the, your ability to reach this point and, and get multiple opportunities to play in college? Um, you know, it played a really big part. I feel like a lot of guys want it and they're willing to put in the work to get there. But I feel like a lot of guys, you know, you can bench, you know, you can go bench press every single day for three months and be the strongest guy on your team and place and have a really great season. But I feel like if you don't really know what to say to who to uh, put yourself out there and get yourself recruited. I feel like that's where a lot of kids sometimes suffer in recruiting just because they have the talent and the ability to go bigger or farther or whatever, but they just, they aren't really sure how to do all the off the field stuff uh, in recruiting. And I'm, I'm super grateful for my dad and helping me out in that respect. And, um, you know, I think that me working out is it's, I mean, it's a team effort, we always say, in my family. And he was always just – it was funny, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, my dad was always just putting me in the workouts and I was like, you know, I just – I didn't really want to do them or whatever. But it was actually – he's always worried I'm going to get burnt out. So um, – but, you know, he's always giving me the opportunities to go get better and try new things and try to get – improve myself and um you know i'm just always super grateful for that and yeah i just he's been a really big uh supporter of me and uh, you know helping me through this whole journey and helping me get to the goals that i've i've been working for and trying to achieve so yeah i mean i said that exact thing on on this show on tuesday too i said well, I, yeah, I was so impressed with your ability to to get your name out there, to kind of market yourself. You're so good at using Twitter and social media and, and getting in front of a lot of these coaches, and I think that's amazing. But then even though you had all these opportunities, both in-state and out-of-state, and yeah, you gave yourself so much exposure, it comes down to you committing to the ta- the team and the town that you grew up in and following your dad's footsteps. So that must have been an amazing moment to realize, hey, you know, I have all these opportunities, but right here in my hometown, this is where I want to stay. What was the moment like when you, when you called Coach Choate and committed to the Cats? It was pretty, it was, it was crazy, you know, after uh, I think what now, three, four years of this whole process and the journey of recruitment and all that, you know, 
for it to finally like be done and for me to have a choice and to, for me to have a place that I'm, you know, super excited to go to in MSU. Like it, it was just a really big relief and I was super excited. You know, I, I've wanted to play for the cats since I was about five years old going and watching games. So, you know, I just, it's a really great culture here for me and I really love coach Choate and I'm super excited that I get to learn from guys like Kane Ione. Um, and it was just, it was a super surreal experience. It was, it was, um, some I'll never forget for sure. So I was just, I was just grateful that they believed in me for all this long time and, you know, giving me the opportunity to come play for them. And, um, for me getting to say, you know, I'm, I'm coming to school here and, uh, I want to, I want to be a Bobcat was, was a pretty special moment. So. Well, Kenneth, I'll tell you what, we really appreciate you being here. It was awesome to talk with you, and we'll look forward to uh, you this senior season there at Bozeman, tracking you there, and then uh, heading on to Montana State as well. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you again on down the line, okay, man? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Kenneth Iden. That's how you do it, boys and girls. That's how you execute an interview as a junior becoming a senior in high school. Impressive. I asked around about him all week, and all the guys that I talked to from Bozo said, I'm serious. This kid believes in himself more than any kid I've ever been around, and that that's why he's he is what he is. I mean, money. you go break Will Disley's school record for sacks in a season when you're a sophomore. You're doing something okay, and he's kept getting better since then. Stutel Nuanas, ESPN Radio, NBA, where are we at? Give me an update next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more. Two Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. It's going to be a pretty remarkable shot call when Brooklyn wins the next four games <laughs> and uh, wins in seven, just as I predicted. They lose today by 25, 117-92. Excuse me, that, uh, that though, the closer of the two games thus in the books. Utah, 124-87. They hold the... The, the Nuggets to 87, Coulter? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, Utah's looked really good at, since losing game one. And, uh, I mean, I, I I am higher on Donovan Mitchell than you are, but he is – I mean, I, I'm pretty high on Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, this is just – he's having his coming out party right now. I mean, yeah. he's he's, uh, he's he blossoming into a superstar right before our eyes. I mean, he's, he's been really, really, really good. Uh, and – I mean, the Jazz have been really good since dropping that first game. But also, like we talked about uh, earlier on in the hour, when you know it's a seven-game series and you know that this is a marathon, it's a battle of attrition, you have to sometimes keep some reserves. And so, you, you know, you just you, you just take Jokic and, and play him a few less minutes if you're the... You go, okay. Uh, I mean, Jokic played 32 minutes, so it's about, you know, six, eight minutes less than he usually plays. <laughs> And I mean, like Mon- Denver starting lineup, maybe Michael Porter Jr. only played 15 minutes. Jamal Murray only played 26 minutes. So they were they were reconciling themselves to this being Utah's 
afternoon and not Denver's. And I think that happens a lot in the playoffs. I think it'll even happen more in the playoffs at these neutral site games because you have no home crowd to appease. This uh, The game in progress right now is the Boston Celtics and the uh, absolutely worst team remaining, the Philadelphia 76ers. 17-10 to score, seven minutes to go in the first uh, quarter there. So very early on, but Boston already up seven there. Uh, I am expecting the brooms to be brought out in that series, and I also expect these to be the last two games of Brett Brown's tenure at uh, Philadelphia. Whether it's on him or not is open for question, but that's probably the way it's going to go. All right. Take a quick break, short segment. We went long in the first two. Up next, top of the hour, Kane Ione, the defensive coordinator at Montana State. Looking forward to talking with him. What is he up to? What do you do if you're a football coach and you got no football to coach? We'll find out right after this. Hey, Spectrum Window Cleaning. Okay, I told you about them a little while ago. I'm telling you about them again because they got a strong commitment to community. So for the month of August, they are donating 10% of their proceeds to Watson's Children's Shelter. That's right. You get your windows clean, get your gutters clean. They'll do carpets as well. They get everything going for you on your house at Spectrum. And 10% straight off the top going to Watson's Children's Shelter. Why? Well, because Watson's is awesome and they help kids in crisis every single day. Spectrum Window Cleaning wants to get behind that and they want you to do it as well. So remember, Spectrum Window Cleaning available online or you can call or you can go to their website for a fast, free estimate. You can just Google window cleaning in Missoula and pick the company with 10 times more five-star reviews than anybody else. And it is all this month for the kids. Spectrum's already raised over $4,000 for Watson's this month. Their goal is $8,000, so help them get their Spectrum window cleaning. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 